Welcome back, everybody, to LARPs and Tarps, the podcast where we talk about everything Empire and LARP. My Some name is... Eventually we'll talk about Tarp, I hope. Yeah, Tarps will be the... Maybe the final episode will be Tarps, <laughs> uh, where we talk about uh, Empire, LARP, and our experience as players. My name's Morgan. I am the fizz rep for Tristan Ackerman of Dawn. Hello, I'm Tom. I play Uncle Nietzsche in the league. And today, so we've got a bit of a reduced cast today from the last episode based on the fact that we, no one's available. We're very busy people. Yeah, except we're not, apparently. We're the only ones that are free to do the podcast. So, um, well, given that Tom and I are the only of the group who have gone to an event completely by ourselves, uh, we thought we would um, do an episode on solo play. Yeah, solo play is very good. It's quite challenging for a new player, but if you can get over that challenge, you'll have a fantastic time. Yeah, yeah, we thought we'd talk about um, our our experiences. Um, So I guess the first thing, the first hurdle you've got to pass as a solo player is travel. It's a long way to travel if you're up north like us. Yeah, that's true. We probably should. We all live in North Yorkshire. Mm. So it's a, like, good three-hour drive at least and the trains oh that's quite a journey yeah absolutely i mean how did you get there for your foot because you when we all went we went as kind of like a group ish but how did you get there solo the first time well solo i actually got a lift with a friend down so i did stay with a friend in the tent and i did get a lift down with them because they were an established dornish player that was what amounted to our uh crossing of paths during the event. So everything there I did, I did on my own in character. However, he did give me a helping hand by giving me a lift down and let me camp with them in their nice bell tent. Oh, nice. Okay, so you, I guess the, the I guess the first tip is have a friend that goes to Empire. That is a very good tip. Uh, second time, me and my partner, obviously not as solo player, but we uh, went down on the train, which did take us a lot longer and... Thankfully, you took our stuff down in the car. Yeah, so it's a bit easier for me. So I have a car, um, and I mean, it's a Fiat 500, but it's amazing what you can fit in that car. It was like a clown car, just the amount of stuff you had in there. It was absolutely... I got um, called out as I was leaving, I called a madman as we drove away, just because literally you couldn't see out the windows. It was um, not the most safe situation. Well, um, as long as my client got there in one piece, it was good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the... We had a big bag of your client, we had your camping stuff in tents, and then you also had bags of stuff as well, so... But yeah, so getting there is a bit of a struggle. So if you have a car, easiest way. But there's a, a few kind of different methods of getting there. Um, there's a... So one of the biggest inadvertent things from LARP has been that I use Facebook again. You, well, I always use Facebook, yeah. But I would say the Facebook groups for Empire are one of the best resources you have other than the Wikipedia pages. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I did use Facebook years ago. I stopped really using it. Um, and then I was like... Oh, all this LARP stuff's on Facebook. Um, and there's a travel arrangements. There's a travel arrangements Facebook page um, where you can basically post that, oh, I'm going to Empire, I'm from this place. Is there anyone going in this direction? Anyone from um, where I am that's taking me there? Which is a really useful place for people. Yeah, you get a lot of people asking for lifts, but I've noticed quite a few people offer lifts as well. Of course, you have to be happy to offer them fuel money. It's only courteous, but... Mm. A lot of people are willing to help you get to Empire. Yeah, I mean, so there's also, I know at the minute there is like several coaches been booked for people to get from places mm. like Manchester. I think there's one from the Southwest. I know there's a Glasgow kit van, but there's basically, there's a Facebook page, I think it's called like um, Empire Travel Arrangements. Yeah, uh, Empire Travel Arrangements, check it out. A lot of people there will help you get to Empire. Yeah, so if you're a solo player, check it out. But then the other methods are so you can get Without going into this too much detail, but there's um, a train that you can basically the nearest train. Where did you go? Basically? Banbury. Uh, Banbury. The, the train will drop you off, uh, off at Banbury. From Banbury, you can either get a taxi to uh, the Dadford camping site, or Empire does put on a mini bus as well, which uh, will take you uh, ferry people down until everyone's there. They have a kit van. They only have the one mini bus, however, so. Prepare for a wait because I think it's about half an hour to the campsite, maybe a little bit more. And then obviously they've got to come back as well. So if you're getting the minibus, just be patient with them because they're trying their best. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, we because we drove down and then we had to wait for you guys 
to get from there. You were there for quite a while. But yeah, you get the train to Banbury, get the minibus over. Again, they do they have how do they have room for kit? They have a separate van for kit, so oh, a van will come down and the minibus as well. A word of warning though for those getting the minibus, if you're leaving Empire and need to get a certain train, definitely try to get to the minibus stand early because you don't want to be missing your train on the way back from Empire. And as I say, they can only fit so many people in the minibus and kit. So make sure you're there in good time or have alternative arrangements ready to get you back to the station so you can get home. Yeah, cool. Okay, makes sense. Um, yeah, because we saw quite a few people getting taxis. Because the taxi stops at the top of the field, so you have to walk all your kit through, but you can get a taxi out of there, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know this time, so if you can get... Obviously, this doesn't really solo play, but if you get a group together, we'd rent the van for next event, so we're going to go down as a group. So, yeah, if you make friends who can drive and live in the same area, a van would be a very good idea. Ours is quite unreasonably priced, and it yeah. does save us carting a lot of kit down in a very cramped car. So, yeah, tactical friendships. Is what you don't have to be friends with them, just <laughs> friends with economic benefits. <laughs> That's what I'm advocating for here on Laps and Tarps. Um, and then I guess um, camping. So what a lot of established groups and groups that go uh, is they'll have like a big group tent that they'll all camp in. Uh, obviously, you won't have the luxury of doing that as a as a new player. Un- unless you've got a ridiculous amount of money and bought your own bell tent, where well, good for you, but that thing will weigh a ton. Yeah, that's right. So struggling to get there, but also you've got a big uh, big bell tent, especially if it's like your first event as a solo yeah. player. Um, so if you want to go fairly low commitment. I mean, there's in-character, narrow-character camping. Yes, uh, either side is good. I'm looking forward to trying in-character camping for my f- it for my first time in my own tent this time. Uh, but out-of-character is just as good. There's a lot of lovely people out-of-character, and it's probably where you'll meet all the new players and get to know each other and hopefully make lasting friendships. Yeah. Uh, If you're struggling as a solo player to put up your tent, don't be afraid to ask for help. Anyone there will be willing to lend a hand in putting up your tent. When we got there, we helped a group of people put up a tent because it was a particularly windy day. Yeah, windy. And all the tents were just flying everywhere. So everyone (laughs) at Empire will be willing to help you as long as you're willing to lend a hand back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, so kind of like they don't have to worry about um, so if you're going in character you have to have like a really good looking like bell tent or canvas tent but if you're out of character you can just get any old if it's just by yourself like any old two man tent stick it up uh, people should help you because they're overly complicated bell tents easiest thing in the world to put up I'd be willing to I'd be loving to hear how uh, one of the big Dornish houses put up the massive tent oh, at the, Eve 2 was the, it? yeah the Durandal tent was um, it's huge it's a marquee basically um, and I, I've, I've heard tales of that being... I feel like I just need to go and hang out there like a tourist. <laughs> Have a scroll done of me just next to it. Absolutely. So yeah, there's two types of camping you can do. There's in-character and out-of-character. In-character, obviously, is on the site that your nation is on, whereas out-of-character is, like, where all the out-of-character tents and cars are, but it's, like, near your nation. Yeah, um... Unless you did what we did and we all just uh, camped in the Wintermark area. Yes. I actually found out that's Wintermark and Dawn. Oh, Wintermark. Oh, so you were kind so of I right. Was I was quite a bit off. Yeah, but it, I don't think anyone cares, really. It's just no. as long as space. As long as you get a spot, you're friendly with your neighbours, and you just lend them a hand putting up their tents, and hopefully they'll do the same for you. 100%. So yeah, another thing to bear in mind if you're going by yourself, especially if you're going to the Winter Summit, which is in the spring... Uh, it can get real fucking cold. Yeah, the temperature plummets after the sun goes down, so make sure you bring a lot of warm clothes, a good quality sleeping bag, preferably an air mattress that keeps you off the ground, and if you maybe get lucky, bring a partner back to your tent for that (laughs) extra bit of warmth. (laughs) Again, tactical friendships, that's what it's all about. Empire, the building of empires and friendships that will benefit everyone I think they, the thing they say at the new player meeting is that like your out of character needs come first so make sure you're warm make sure you're fed and if you're by yourself there's no one to police you on that 
So yeah. just make sure that you're warm. It's much easier to stay warm than get warm. It's much easier to you stay warmer when you're full and make sure you're hydrated. Yeah, beer apparently doesn't keep you hydrated, so make sure you're keeping on top of water, folks. Nah, that's a, that's fake news. I'm sure it does a little bit. One last kind of like out of character, um, important, don't forget, safety thing, I guess, um, is, and we actually kind of hinted to this on episode one, uh, put your tent up before you go so you know how it goes together and so that you know it works and doesn't fall down. And you don't leave any parts. I've had a friend who once left the outer skin of the tent and she was at a weekend festival trip, so that was, of course, the weekend it threw it down and was cold. Yeah, so... That's, a, a, again, kind of practical, boring stuff. Again, you've got no one... This is the thing with Solo, right? You've got no one to check you. So yeah. make sure you're checking You're yourself. also paying quite a bit of money to go to Empath. Well, worth the fee, but please don't skimp out the tent or you're just going to have a miserable time. Yeah. Pay so. at least for a decent tent that's going to keep you warm and dry. Yeah, 100%. And like you say, if you're going to the out-of-character area, you can just get like a... You just need to make sure your out-of-character stuff is as good as possible so you're safe, warm, fed, and hydrated. Exactly. Um, just a quick note if you hear any background noise do apologise we have the podcast dog in the studio today and she's causing a ruckus so sorry if there's any a very cute ruckus yeah she's absolutely fucking adorable um, she's uh, oh I'll probably talk about this in a future episode but Emma mm-hmm. uh, her character Esty is currently working helping someone in I think they're in the league compile a list of dog breeds in Empire ah yes you think I think you said and she's converted I can't remember what it's called now a, a, a something drover for a corgi which is what we've got um, it's really funny um, so keep an eye out for that at E3 um, so yeah we've talked about practical stuff right? getting their campaign staying warm staying hydrated but how do you actually play solo right I think that's the thing as they always say never say no always try and say yes and dive straight in no matter how intimidated you are you're going to get as much out of the game as you put in yeah, I mean, I think a big thing, and we, we've said this before, is like talk to strangers, right? Like, it's not like in, in, in real life, right? So, say I'm just in a street and I see someone that works as a farmer, and I just go, hi, what's being a farmer like, right? They're going to give me a look, say, uh, they look a bit confused, maybe walk away at best, right? As my dad's a farmer, it's very muddy. Yeah, well, yeah, but you're not going to get like a conversation, really. No. Empire, everyone wants to talk. The gnashing at the bit to talk to and discuss what's going on within the Empire as a whole. But even like just like your job, right? If you just say, oh, you're a, you're a mage, what's that like? They'll be like... Here's my manifesto of magic. Yeah, right, 100% they'll be talking about it. They'll be, they're going to want to tell you about their character, about their background, what kind of things they do. So speaking to strangers at Empire is not like speaking to them in real life. No. I, guess. I would say if you get the opportunity before you go, Read the wing. Oh, is it Winds of War? Winds. Ah, the Winds of War, because you'll get a lot of good conversation pieces from it. Winds of War and the Winds of Fortune, yeah. So Tom and I sent something character mail in between events, and there was an event that happened in the city you were in, so I was able to send stuff over and be like, yeah. oh, it was interesting to hear this has happened, and stuff like that. Um, so like you say, it's really good, but you can bring that up with people in conversation. Yeah, as long as you keep on top of what's going on, you're going to get a lot of good roleplay. So yeah, I guess the key takeaway from that is talk to strangers, get to know people. Um, they're all most people can be willing to have a conversation with you about, like I say, their character. If you know any current events, like you say, it gives you a good conversation point. Um, I also go uh, say go to the six o'clock meeting that the your every nation has. Like the league has the debutant ball. Dawn doesn't have that. No, really. No, so Dawn doesn't have. I was hoping for a big central meeting. So they have the Earl's Council, but that's just for like high nobility. Um, there's no kind of central glory square meeting um, but yeah I mean that's a good I mean, on top of that um, there's also the new player meetings I guess which yeah. happen before time in which is a good time to meet people yeah it's a fantastic way to learn the rules what's on offer empire meet new people get a taste for combat see what you really want to do before time in because it may take a while but if you want to make some alterations to your character, if you do one of these uh, tutorials and find out you don't like it, mm-hmm. you can make changes to your character at God. Yeah, so when you get there, there'll be like a, a list of events. They have them on the, um, I think they have them on the wiki as well, mm-hmm. but they have like new play meetings. So like learn about magic, learn about crafting, learn about trade, learn about battle, 
um, and then a general new player meeting to give you an idea of yeah. uh, what to expect. We give you a brief of everything that's going on. So to give you an idea, the league's debutant ball is where all players are invited to get together and discuss what's happening. Oh, so, sorry, this is your national meeting. I was getting confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, go on. Yeah, of course, how it's a debutant ball. It's got <laughs> class and sophistication to it. Uh, but yeah, it's when players new and all get together and they tell what's going on within your nation. If, like, for example, if the theatre's going on, if a certain guild is recruiting, if there's an election happening, if a certain guild is just having a little party and you're invited, all of these are a great way to meet new people and established players as well. So this time, uh, E2, I met a couple of new friends and hung e- out with them a lot e- at one. E2. Oh, this is my E2. Oh, oh no, it wasn't E1. Go to sorry. E2, yeah. Oh, it's just hopeful thinking that I went to E2. <laughs> but yeah, E1, sorry. I met quite a few new friends at the ball. And so we went and did league shenanigans together. It was a great way of just getting in there. Because even though our podcast is a good friendship group, we do tend to scatter when it's timing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we all went together. So there's. Uh, oh, God. I think it's like a two two or three times to do like a new player briefing which is before time in where you all get together so that we all went to that together so it's like they tell you like these are the rules this is the vibe this is what you should be doing this is our expectations this is the conduct um which are really useful really good to meet new mm. well less for meeting new people more to get familiar with the people whose faces are new i guess and they're also a really good opportunity to meet your egregore so well to see your egregore oh uh, so. yeah the egregores are a good lifeline for new players or independent players. 100%. I mean, they had... Um, they had uh, the egregores... Sorry. So we spoke about this last episode. So the egregores are like the embodiment of your nation. So everyone has at least one. I think League has three. Yeah, Dawn has two. You used to have three. Rest in peace, Milton. Um, and you used to have three. Uh, and the they are basically like a font of knowledge. So if you want to know, if you you can speak to them and be like, hey, uh, I'm interested in this. How do I pursue it? Or hi, I want help with this. Or hi, I'm having a really shit time. Can you help me? Have you, has Tristan actually had any uh, one-to-one with his egregore yet? I spoke... Oh God, what was it about? I spoke with the egregores, but on behalf... I was with another player. So a player, a, a summer mage from House Wolfborn, I was speaking to them with the egregores um, about something. I can't remember what. Um, so I, I haven't had any personal I would actually like to speak to them a bit more um, I've never had like uh, I guess I've kind of been doing other stuff but it would be good to have a good proper chat with them back in 2019 for when I was properly solo playing and it was my first time the Egregore was a good lifeline for me to really oh, yeah? just get into the game uh, he helped me find my first job at Empire which was selling papers yeah. uh, so it was a really good way to get into game and travel around the nations because I, I can't remember what paper I was selling but effectively they give you a bushel of papers to give out what news they want to show the people what fashion is up what's down uh, who's good who's bad and what's just going on in the empire and the idea is you give out the papers and you keep the money people pay you it's a great way to get you some early game cash to spend on beer or potions or whatever mine was spent on beer of course it's e1 everyone spends some money on beer but it gets you talking to players yeah it gets gets you knowledge on the empire if you just bother to actually sit down and read the paper and it gets you around the nations because you want to travel and sell them. I mean, we had... It's really funny. And this is kind of a bit of a sidetrack, but one of my um, partner who plays Esty uh, from Wintermark really enjoyed... There's a paper called The Oathrite. Took a copy of The Oathrite, went to Lumi's Tea Rooms in Wintermark, got a coffee and sat and read the paper. And it's so funny because it's just such like an innocuous kind of like... Something you could just do in the real world. Yeah. But because you're sat there reading current events in Empire, uh, it's so cool. I think one of my next character goals is start to read some of that famous Empire smut. Oh, someone came behind me selling smut last time. Ooh. I was listening to someone buying it, and there was a bright. He was this guy. I think he was leagueish. Was trying to sell it to the, to a briar, uh, and he was like, uh, "Do you have any?" Uh, oh, he said, "Do you have any?" Um, he says, I, "I like stuff with big stick energy." 
<laughs> Ooh, who doesn't like some solid wood? Oh, it was so funny. Yeah, no, I've seen a bit of smoke, and I, ju- I just was like, this guy in a box fit. I was like, oh my god. I mean, I'm completely supporting the plan to make the, em- the Empire's The Smut Library. Yeah, unfortunately you didn't get in there first, because it could have been Uncle Deech's collection I of know, smut. someone had that brilliant idea before me, but my god, I will support it to the ends of Earth and back. At E2, there was a, um, a use of the Sentinel Gate, um... I think I've described this before. The Sentinel Gate is like almost like a Stargate. Like you can tra- teleport through it to a um, different part of the Empire or different part of the world. Um, and in one of the one of the conjunctions, the last event was used to go to a smut reading. So they went to sit in the wood with brightly coloured lights to read smut. Ooh, well, <laughs> Which isn't is that a classy event? An interesting use of the Sentinel. I love if they were ambushed by Druze with the pants down. Oh God. Um, the last thing I probably want to talk about because we can start talking because I feel like we're starting to get to talk about our experience. I just couldn't resist. Oh, is the, I mean this it's this podcast has a has a danger of definitely just wandering into anecdote. Uh, I mean, if you anecdotes. don't wander into am- anecdotes, are you doing a podcast right? Absolutely, every single empire. I think most of the empire podcasts are just. I love them all, but my four. god, they get derailed so well, fast. Well, it's just four hours of anecdotes. I love it. It's great. And it's funny because you hear parts of the game you weren't there for. But the last thing I want to talk about, just before we kind of go on to our experiences as solo players, is a few of the nations, Navarre does, Dawn does, I don't know if the League does, like, have notice boards. League does have a notice board. It's a fantastic one out outside the Seawolves camp. Okay, yeah. It's a great way to find jobs, role play, what's going on in the Empire again. You can put your own notice on there. I mean, I'm thinking of putting up a wanted note of myself, just see who tries to take the bounty. <laughs> oh, top tier shenanigans. Yeah, because we had like a plan of all the skirmishes um, that were going on, all the events are happening in Glory Square. Um, there was like adverts for fortune tellings and all sorts. It was really good. Um uh, but yeah, so yeah, notice boards is a good thing. So just in summary, talk to strangers, talk to your egregores, go to as many like new meetings as you can, but never stay in a meeting that makes you bored. Um, and then um, find the notice boards. One last thing for myself. If you're ever struggling to find game or just feel lost in the game, please look out for the referees in the yellow and black. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will help you in any way they can and they will just get you back on track. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's loads of like first aid staff and stuff if you're having a bad mental health day. And then people are always willing to help. Like There's, there's tea rooms to go and chill out in. And no one, as we said in our previous podcast, will stop you if you need to take five minutes out just to go yeah. and sit in your tent and get readjusted. I think if you just want to have... like, There's no... Especially if you're first event, if you're by yourself as well, there's nothing wrong with just floating around and feeling the vibes. I mean, I was a big floater in the first event I went to. Just go to bars, tea rooms, chill out. Go to Navarre songs and stories in the evening, sing along. Like, there's loads of stuff you can do just by, like, chilling. Um, and then... Um, and you can really have a good event that way. Don't feel bad if you haven't got gay. You, mm. It will develop. So, like Tristan, I can tell you're willing to just charge straight into the anecdotes now. Yeah, come on. Right, so, uh, Tom, you, you went first. You start. Oh, fair enough. I was going to say, do you want to go first? But, oh, God, I think back to 2019 no. now. So, 2019, before the Dark Plague times, I, as I say, went down with a friend. He gave me the lift. I stayed with him in his tent. But other than that, I was completely on my own for my first Empire experience. Actually, no, I tell a lie. I did have a Facebook friend who did I did communicate with, and he did give me some jobs, but I'll get back into that later. So, solo playing... In the league, I did admittedly find it quite difficult to begin with, and I don't think I did myself any favours by not checking out the Facebook groups first. The Facebook groups are a great way of finding new people. Knowing what's going on. Knowing what's going on. Knowing the main faces in the Empire. So, I would say that was my first mistake. My second mistake was probably camping in character, but not in my nation. Yeah. So, because I was camping in character, I missed meeting all the new players who were camping out of character. character. Yeah, and because I was camping in dorm with established dorm players who yeah. had a lot of stuff to do, I was kind of in the middle of nowhere because I didn't really hang Been out with rude. those because yeah. they were too busy. And being a leagueishman, why would I go to dawn and sully myself? 
Uh, don't don't do this. Come on. Don't 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 attack me on the. Don't attack my people on this podcast. I'm not having it. Nah. Don't agree. <laughs> Palmy's tempted to go door next time, but there's so many nations I'd like to go yeah, next time. Yeah. If Uncle Nietzsche sadly dies, but I can't die anytime soon because my armor just costs too much. It's money. my great plot to assassinate Uncle Nietzsche so Tom joins door. <laughs> that would be mean. But anyway, so yeah, that was one of my biggest struggles. So, second, another big struggle of mine is I missed the debutants ball. So you missed the first I one. did not practice what I preached in my first session. You're so teaching from experience. Exactly. Tom, it's fine. I've learnt my lessons. <laughs> Don't miss the deputum ball or the introductory meeting for your nation, because yeah. then you miss what's going on. So as I previously mentioned, the first thing I probably did was went and found my egregore. He gave me the job selling newspapers around the empire. I was effectively the most fantastic, big issue person you will ever meet. <laughs> I think I sold the hell out of those newspapers and got yeah. at least a crown or two of it. So end of the first couple of hours of empire, I was in profit. I hadn't spent it on booze yet. So I think that's a win. Yeah, well done. Now... The rest of the evening was a bit slower, admittedly, for me. And this isn't to slag off mages whatsoever, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to be a battlefield person, but I'm going to put just a couple of points into match and see how that went for me. And I decided to go to Conclave. Oh, Conclave, the famously exciting and through I'm sure Conclave is really fun. Because the first thing everyone tells me is, Conclave isn't as bad as everyone says it is, which is always a good sign. Conclave isn't great if you haven't really read up on the magic game, don't know what's going on in the winds of war or fortune, or you have any stakes in the magic world whatsoever. I spent probably about three hours, if not more, trying to understand Conclave with a slowly growing pile of bottles of wine and mead next to me. <laughs> Admittedly, it was probably one and a half bottle of wine, but that was enough to get me solidly trashed Absolutely. from Conclave. Oh my god. And unfortunately, after that, I did remove my points from Mage, I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like it's like... Again, I feel like I'm sure Magic... I, like, my backup character is a, magic, is a um, Spring Mage. But... I feel like it's definitely something you need to go in prepped. Like, you need to know what's going on. Yeah, Uncle Nietzsche is currently just a beat stick. He, he takes the battlefield we're both. We're both just like, my build is literally just like, I, you can hit me, but I will come back up again. Fuck you. So yeah, from 6pm to about 12am, that was my first experience of Empire. After getting nice and sloshed, I decided to go back to sleep. So... On the Saturday, that was the day Uncle Nietzsche got to uh, march to war. It was my first battle, and thankfully, my friend Adam in House Durandal was very nice and was happy to lend me some of his spare armour. I did look a bit ridiculous because I did not buy a gambeson for this armour, so you can imagine me in my hero pants shirt with just armour badly strapped what to myself. What armour were you wearing? It was his barbarian orc armour, so it really oh didn't look God, leaky. Yeah. Just me clanking around, shoulder cape on. I look terrible. But, of course, I missed the Deputons Ball, so I did not know about when the National Block shipped out. Yeah. But luckily, when I got to the league, the Egregore was once again there to save my keister. He was so good at me, uh, good enough to point me to one of the mercenary companies. And thankfully, the mercenary company in question had enough room for me to join them on the battlefield that day. So I got a bit of extra cash. I got to march up with a group. We didn't miss out on the thick of the fighting because they were a bit more of a skirmish group. Oh, yeah. But that might have worked better for me because the fool I am, I decided to wear my shoulder cape, which then got caught in the armor. Oh. So there's me trying to move my arm with a, like a cl oh, clogged no. arm, a tied up arm, unable to swing my sword. Which, if we were in the uh, thick of the fighting, I would be done for. No capes. <laughs> no capes. I have learned that now. Don't believe any of the epic fantasies, capes are a hindrance. There is no benefit to what they, to them on the field. They're great when you're wandering around Andal, but on the field you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, no capes. Uh, but yeah, I survived the battle, came home, met some people, all good, I got some pay. Uh, what else did I do on the Saturday? 
Ah, yes. So as I say, I had a Facebook friend, been to Empire a few years, owns one of the taverns, I believe it's the Boar's Head. In Navarre? In Navarre, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was good enough to point me in the direction of some work. He got a bit of a cut of the action. And I did security for the night at one of the leagueish theatres. Oh, nice. You did a lot of work, it feels like. Yeah. Um, work is a great way to get some game. Yeah. It gets you some coin. It gets you out and about. It might not be as dramatic as some of the game is, but do you really want to be the biggest hero, the biggest drama point in Empire for your first point? For yes. me... <laughs> well, for you, that might work. For me, I want to work from the bottom and work my way up, make it a proper... Yeah, that makes sense. Proper like D&D adventure, you start off at level one, and I'm probably going to die before I get to level two, but hey-ho, we'll see what happens. Yeah. No, the, I, yeah. The theatre was a great way to get a bit of work. I got to see a lot of the shows for our empire, so a lot of performers came up, did their pieces. I believe I got to see the one of the first renditions of the Dildodos from the Brass Coast. Incredible. Uh Got some pocket money for that. We only had one person kick off. The other bouncer did most of the work whilst I just jabbed him with my sword and he had cleave. Oh I still God. don't have cleave. Yeah, that's something I'm saving up for. I'm focusing on staying up. Yeah, unstoppable for me and relentless yeah. came before cleave. Absolutely, 100%. And I don't know, this is just me, but I feel like cleave, unless you're going for a big character or a heroic moment, is a waste of a hero point. Ooh, that's a bold... I I think it depends on the moment, because, like, obviously if they're lightly armoured, Cleave can knock them down in one. It can, but do you want to just cleave a random move yeah. or save it? No, you make I'd rather have the free hit points from Unstoppable than a Cleave yeah. action. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> but I digress. The work at the theatre was great. So, as we say, if there's any notice board, work on the notice boards... Ask around town, ask at the taverns. There should always be some work available. I believe I also got invited to a wedding that night. I didn't stay particularly long, but I made some small talk, met a few people, then just went back to the security gig just because it had a little intermission, so I went and got some more work. Although, back to the theatre, I did also get a bit of a side hustle advertising the theatre. Sorry, recruit- just give me a second. The dog's under the table. <laughs> it's causing echoes in the microphone. Microphone. Sorry, go on. So, I, oh, back to the theatre, I did get a bit of additional work from the security gig because they wanted people to then go out and also advertise what was going on to the theatre. Oh, nice. Okay. So, since we had two bouncers, I took it upon myself to go yeah. and find out a few more people, get them hyped up for the shows that were going on, and really just bring in the crowds for the night. Obviously... It's a bit harder earlier on in the day, I think, because people have so much game or going on skirmishes, battles, and uh, just going to meetings. But in the evening, that's when the theatre really took off, I think. I need to go to the League Theatre because it sounds really good. Yeah. So it sounds like a big, again, it sounds like a big thing for you for pursuing game was speaking to Egregores and getting, like, work, I guess. Yeah, pre-established, get some uh, work down. The Thursday night is also a big thing because it... It's not official role player in character, but you can go on just talk to random people, find out if they got any fingering on. Okay. Sometimes they do. Go seek them out. The next day they might have work for you. Just bring up the points they mm-hmm. had. See what they've got for you. But worst they can do is say no and you go find something else. Yeah, there's like two thousand people to go. If you don't want to speak to someone, don't speak to them. Yeah. As for the Sunday, the Sunday, the Sunday. I didn't really do too much on the Sunday other than go to monstering which i will reiterate this point if you go and do your battle as a hero please do the monstering it just makes it so much more immersive and fun for everyone yeah i mean there was a call out from profound decisions i feel like a lot of the content i've listened to have been people kind of calling this out i just, mean just go and stroke dawn's ego as one of their one yeah, of the ones complimented I mean, us along with along with high guard obviously dawn and high guard didn't have to be told this because they monstered uh as well as fighting but there's a few people that let the side down a little bit uh, obviously not Dawn uh, Dawn would never do such a thing uh, but there's a few people that weren't showing, showing there, right? an argument could be that there is a lot of new players who yeah. might not just know this is a rule uh, yeah absolutely I mean this is kind of also why I say really go to the new player stuff because yeah. like again if you're a solo player there might be a lot of people to pick you up on stuff or to discuss stuff with so make sure you go to the new player stuff so you understand the rules and the uh, combat and stuff. information is your friend 100% 
So your Sunday was a bit more... It was a bit more standard. Go to the battle. Go and claim my pay from the mercenary company. And then it was more... Just go for a quick shower because, my God, it was a hot day. And I just need a shower before yeah. travelling back up north. So overall, as a solo player, how would you say the experience was? I admit... I much preferred my second time round, mm-hmm. even though, as I said, we're more of a solo player group we have now because none of our ma- nations really match. Yeah. But I engro- enjoyed going, knowing I had a group of people to fall back on. Not to say I didn't hate it, but I had to put a lot more work in. And yeah. as a solo player, if you're willing to put the work in yeah. and grasp every opportunity you can and do the footwork, you're going to get a lot out of it like I did. Absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, no, I completely understand that because we went as a group-ish first time, so it was nice to have that to fall back on, but yeah, I can see that. So, Tristan, your your first solo time, which may be a bit easier for you because you your first time on your own was actually your second empire. Yeah, right, so like... Um, you already kind of had a semi-established group or you knew people. Well, yeah, a little bit, so it was kind of funny. So I I was the only one that could go to E2 this year out of our like, little group of five or six. I'm sorry, the download called the music. I just needed the music. It's fine, you made the wrong decision, but don't worry I mean, it. I had battles, the mosh pits were fiercer than Empire. Oh, yeah, maybe, probably actually. I have been in, yeah, fair enough. But I was like, right, I want to go. I go by myself. Like I said, my transport thing was I had a car, so I just took my stuff down. Easy enough for you. Didn't have to bring stuff from anyone else. Sorry, Bronte's got the big bone. Bronte? What's this? Yeah, so um, this event for me was it was a chance for me to be like, right, I thought, I'm going solo. I don't have anyone to fall back on. I just have to throw myself in, right? Balls to the wall. Absolutely. I had an amazing time. I'm so jealous that I didn't come. I mean, I still love Download, oh, but the LARP envy I had from all the stories he came back with was phenomenal. But it, it was, was huge. It was a really good event. Um, so, so for me, uh, it was uh, very much. Um, I knew people from last time. I'd met a few people, but there was still that kind of element of like I, I don't have any. So yeah, I didn't really have like an established group or anything. But I just knew a few people, and I had that. I had that element of um, having to speak to strangers still, right? I was still kind of like, I knew people that I could speak to. I was kind of like driving in, waving at people that I knew, which is really nice. But I had... Queen's wave. Yeah, absolutely. Just Tristan kind of returns to the field. Queen waving as I come in. Um, but I was camping in character for the first time this time, so I had my TP, not my TP, my bell tent with me. Drove to the site, used the camp plan, I stuck my tent up, and just struck up a conversation with people like either side of me. So I got to know, uh, I can't, I don't, I didn't ask these people for to talk about them, but I spoke to a couple of people inside of me, which were really nice. Um, guy next to me had, like, it was, the guy I spoke to, it was him, he was here with his, his wife and his two kids. They had, um, the, the two kids, they were so cute. Like, Kids Empire are hilarious. Oh, the Academy looks adorable. If I have kids, I'm going to be like, kids, you go into the Academy. He had, like, a little surcoat and a little sword. Oh, it was so cute. But, like, oh, really nice. I and mean, then just kind of, again, it's like, I have to speak to these people. I can't go speak to Tom because Tom's like, I can't speak to Emma. I can't speak to any of these people I know. I've just got to speak to these people I've never met before. Had a bit of like out of character stuff, met a few people out of character. Um, and then, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of like, uh, I was speaking to people I knew um, from the last event and stuff. And then timing was called. Uh, so you were kind of like, six o'clock, everyone's like, right, timing. And we all kind of got into character. Um, and I was like, right, speak to strangers. Mm. Like, I need to just get to know people. I was leaning on someone that I knew already, so I was like, we were having a chat, we went to uh, look at the notice board to see what was going on. You see all this all this advice, guys? It's coming from experience, it's stuff that we've done. We've lived it. Um, but yeah, so I kind of spoke to these, uh, this guy that I knew, uh, having a good time, my character winding his character up was, was good fun. Um, I think I was, I was saying this, this guy was on his second character, by the end of the weekend, he'd be on his third. <laughs> he sounds like he's the Kenny of Empire. It was, it's very fun. Um, uh, but yeah, so we, um, I'm going to chat with him. There's this big tournament going on. There's loads of stuff to just throw yourself into, right? Because it's like, I'm by myself, read the notes board, see what's going on, see what I can find. Uh, and I've very much kind of was like, oh, the tournament, I'm going to do all the tournaments I can do. 
Dawn sounds like a very good nation for a solo player. It sounds like there's a lot of houses that's always looking for new recruits or just the test of metal. Or there's the glory square from what I hear. You can just throw yourself into combat and someone's always willing to fight. Yeah, so I would say, like, I personally think Dawn's really good for a solo player because they almost have, like, so they have an archetype called the Knight Errant. So I kind of spoke about this last episode, but you, as a Dornish person, you start off as a, a yofolk or a commoner, and you have to prove yourself to a house, and you become a noble of that house. And there's an archetype called the Knight Errant, which is someone that's trying to become a noble. And there's so many of those that just turn up and like, hi, I want to join a house. And it's built into the narrative of, like, you can find a house to join. And you, you see, yeah. this is not to insult the League, because I love you. But I think for me as a player, I found getting into a guild or established cart are a bit more difficult because if mm-hmm. the guilds aren't recruiting, because obviously they've got pay members or mm-hmm. it's a lot more tight knit than Dawn, then you're a bit, you're struggling a bit for interaction as a larger group. Yeah, and I think it's easy. I think you have an easy kind of thing. So the thing, the hint I had when I went with Dawn was don't join a house before you go if you don't know anyone. Go and find out about the houses, see what they're about, what they're like and um, go from there kind of thing. Well, that's why it seems to have accidentally established the Jolly Jackdaw Cartel in the league. Yeah, you've made your own we thing, were, right? Me and a couple of us like, you know what? It'd be good for new players if there was another alternative or a new player guild that could be built from the ground up. So I've accidentally been elected as the Count of Vagabonds, our uh, guild master, and it seems we're going to be making a guild from E3 onwards, so... Any leaguers out there, come find me. That's, I mean, that's a great solution you've come up with, though, right? You've just done the right. We need something for new players. And I have seen loads of that coming up because Empire at its core is a group game. Kind of, we have to kind of acknowledge that. Like, it's designed around groups. So going as a solo player is a bit of a, an uphill battle, right? You've got to put the effort in to enjoy it as a solo player, right? Um, but there's so many people that are like, right, we want to make this easier for new solo players. Um, and it's really lovely to see. Um it's really good that you've done that. I think that's a really good idea. As a poor, a poor, poor guild, we are yet to have a guild hall, so we're just going to be doing pub crawls and meeting other people's tents till we get a bit more established. Oh, I think you just host meetings in pubs. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, and I'm going to probably just be a, like a real life politician. I have no idea what I'm doing. You just I'm rely just on your civil servants it. to tell you what to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have um, anyway. Kind of my first day, throwing people in. Um, Went into a tournament, which was really good fun. Kind of just threw myself in, didn't know anyone, did that. Met a couple of people whilst I was fighting. It's quite funny because I think being a character can allow you to put a layer in front of yourself. So I found myself just coming up to people and just talking because I'm Tristan. I'm not Morgan, right? I can just be like, you still- oh, hello. How are- you did very well there, good sir. How uh, you, you train? You just mor- Tristan's just Morgan dialed to 12. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like sometimes I turn my, my social battery on, social settings on. Tristan's there <laughs> all yeah. the time. Um, and it was really fun to do that and to kind of have that um, ability to just dive in and chat to people. So I, I remember I fought with someone during a tournament and then later on I was able to go up to him and I was like, oh, well fought, well chap, yeah, that's very good. How, how did you find it? Uh, it was really good fun. Um, the player I mentioned earlier, Sir Arthur, uh, <laughs> so uh, he went out on a skirmish. He went to speak to a fortune teller. And he's who um, was a really good house by one, really good fortune telling. I'd recommend it. But I might have to pay them a visit sometime. 100%. 100%. Um, it's pay what you think it's worth as well. I will pay in a shoe. <laughs> I give to you a shoe. There you are. Um, but we, uh, he went to this fortune teller before I did, and she gave him bad news. Uh, but I didn't know what the bad news was all the time. And his basic question was like, should he go to the skirmish or the tournament? He came out of the fortune telling very angry and then went on a skirmish, like a small 20-minute fight. Anyway, about half, half an hour, 40 minutes later, I see this guy storming towards me. I'm like, ah, Sir Arthur. And then I notice, oh, he looks a bit like a briar. Sir Arthur wasn't a briar. Oh, no, he's, oh, no. Oh, what's happened? Um, <laughs> Is he dead by chance? He charges up to me and he's like, He's got his tabard and his shield that he was wearing previously. Like, Does this tabard mean anything to you? I'm like, uh, yeah, it belonged to Sir Arthur. He's like, ah! And this guy like knew Sir Arthur. It was this tragic thing. I was like, oh, no, you, you know, I was like, sir, what's your name? This motherfucker looks at me. I hope you're listening, Lawrence. Fucking looks me in the eyes and says, Morgan. Which is my fucking name. And I had to keep a straight face and be like, 
so nice to meet you, Sir Morgan. He might not just be trying to rip into you. He might just be a Red Dead Redemption 2 fan. <laughs> he did tell me that he wasn't, it wasn't intentional. But at the time, he's like, keep a straight face. Uh, took him to the bar for a drink. Um, but it was really good. So then Tristan had this moment where he was like, okay, so this fortune teller clearly knows what she's talking about because he was upset and then he died. Uh, I won't give away too much because I don't want to ruin the experience, but I went and got my fortune told. Um, the, uh, I had a really good fortune telling experience. It was really cool. Affected my game for the weekend. I like, changed loads of my decisions. But this was another thing where I was like, I'm by myself. I'm just going to throw myself into the experience I can find. I was like, fortune teller? Hell yeah. A tournament? Yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. Um, and then we had... Uh, oh, what happened? oh, yeah. Kind of going back to the, the tips we gave you was speak to strangers. So came out of this fortune telling meeting and this big kind of like, oh, fucking hell. My whole life's been upturned by what I've been told. And I went, right, I'm going to go speak to... So I was called Tristan. Another Tristan. And I was like... Is it? Is there as many Tristans in the dawn as there's wolf ricks in Wintermark? I don't think it's that big a deal, but it's a lot of Tristans. I, I My name is Rose Tristan based on the fact that I wear roses. Um, but there is a lot of Tristans. One left recently, which has uh, helped a little bit. But I... Um, he says left. He murdered him. Yes, I did. God, there will only be one Tristan. Um, but I was speaking to other Tristan, and we were at uh, Garland's Tristan, and we went for a drink, basically. Went mm-hmm. to Wise Guys, the bar in Dawn, and there was a table with two people sat at it. Um, didn't recognise even, it was quite dark, and I was like, oh, hello, do you mind if we take a seat? We're here for a drink. And I'm like, yeah, not at all. Spent some time talking to them, and there were two nobles from House Dulac, uh, the Earl and one of their priests. And I was like, uh, oh, this is a cool opportunity, and I had a conversation with them. The rest of the night, really cool guys. Really liked. I had a really nice conversation. Really uh, had a good night. Um, and then to cut a very long story short, I asked for a test of metal from their house. Ooh. So literally, fucking random ass conversation. Two people I'd never spoken to before. Well, I'd spoken to one whilst we were saying of tens, but not in much kind of depth. Sat next to them. I was like, oh my god, changed my weekend just to speak to these two strangers. Really got to know them. Uh, so it was Lady Laudine Dulac and Earl Telebrin Dulac um, and had an awesome kind of interaction with them and I've, I asked the Earl the following day to join the house because I liked the house values I liked who they, what they were about and then spent the weekend kind of having a good time with them and it really got, kind of like formed my weekend that's good going back to skirmishes though hmm. sadly your friend died with them but with them being a lot more deadly than the actual battles I agreed to a skirmish in my second time as I say, still kind of up my own in the league, but me, I made some really good friends who are joining the Jolly Jack Doors whilst prepping for the skirmish. Yeah, skirmish. Be- because there's a lot of prep that goes into skirmishes because we had to go and get anointed, get some potions. I even got some uh, crafted armor from one of them that gave me a couple of extra hits. I think this might be a good point to talk about. What skirmish? I don't know if we've actually spoken about these. Ooh, do you want to go into the skirmishes then? Yeah, because there's basically... The idea of empires is big battles, right? So you have this sentinel gate, which is this teleporting place which sends you different places, which means that we can go to various places without having to leave sight or whatever and can happen very quickly. And there's two types of... It's called a conjunction when you use the gate. There's major conjunctions and minor conjunctions. Major conjunctions are two every two are used every weekend, one Saturday, one Sunday, and that's when like thousands of mil- imperial the soldiers. Big, big battles. Big battles. But then there's skirmishes, which are minor conjunctions, where like anywhere between twenty and hundred people can go through to do smaller scale fights. hundred players might sound a lot. Oh, it's but not. No. Oh. With what PD can throw at you and the situations you can get in you are a lot more likely to die or get left behind. Very deadly, but they're so much so fun. I did two in one night, and they were both incredible. I am so glad I said yes to the skirmish, yeah. because I was umming and ahhing you want to do it, and I, I just remembered, say yes. Say yes. I'm like, okay, Uncle Nietzsche might die here, but at least I've met some friends. Unfortunately, one of the people I was prepping with, who did make me the nice armour, died in the skirmish. On the bright side, I didn't have to pay for the nice armour. <laughs> well, you know, every cloud. The the money was spent drinking in his honour. Yeah, it's fine. But the thing is, like, it's like um, this is the, the, the I guess the whole situation, right? It's kind of when you're first getting there, especially if it's a new character, it sucks to die. I imagine. 
I don't know. I feel like if it's your first character and you haven't put too money, much money in the new yeah. kit, you can always come back as Just your identical twin yeah, brother. Like, throw yourself in it as hard as you want. Like, because you'll have a great time. If you die, like I so said, you haven't established yourself too much. I mean, it will suck, especially if you put thought into your backstory, but throw yourself into these things and hopefully you'll enjoy it. Um, but yeah, so that was, um, that was basically, I, there's a, loads more happened, but I don't want to kind of drag this out too much. Um, the, the Saturday had the most amazing, no, Saturday was monstering, which was fun, playing some like defected marches. Um, and, uh, Kind of like my whole weekend was kind of doing that thing. I was saying like we're leaning into that, talking to strangers, getting into conversations. I'm involved in several things now. Um, a lot of big game, it sounds like. Yeah, hopefully, potentially. Um, but yeah, like I say, my big advice for the weekend to both of us, I think, is talk to strangers. It'll really fit your weekend. Know your egregores. Um, Always and, say yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's probably all I've got to say, really. One more thing I would say is just know the big points of interest. Where game is bound to happen, like the Forge yeah. is somewhere that's always got something on. It's where you can spend your barbarian money. Barbarian is out of character. Out of character money. Get some beer. There's always at least one or two people there you can have a chat and a sit down with. Uh, the food vendors. I mean, Moorish is kind of in and out of character. So whilst you're getting some grub, yeah. get some role playing in there. And as I say... Just talk to everyone. Give a give a helping hand. Chase any plot down you can, and just go to the notice boards because there's always some good info on there. Yeah, I think one last thing I do want to say is if your first solo event isn't everything you dreamt it would be, it's it can be hard to get into the game, but it's I. I if you can, if it's if it wasn't the worst experience of your life, I would try and go again. I'm super glad I went for a second time. I was umming and gnawing after my first time, especially since the friend I went with moved away, so it would have been a lot more difficult to get there. But since I got a group together, we all went, and I'm now making my own guild and made some friends there. Going from solo player to all that, I am so glad I gave it a second 100%. chance, and I'll be going to Empire as much as I can. Absolutely. Um... Great. Um, I just want to finish this off just to give a couple of shout-outs to um, some other... So, if you're like me, you're desperate for more Empire content. <laughs> so, there's definitely... Uh, there's a podcast which I imagine everyone listening to this probably is aware of. So, the Lab Noobs is kind of what inspired I think to... I'm on my third listen-to of their Empire stuff. It's They're a really good podcast. They they're helped. fantastic. They, you can find, follow their journey from start to where they are now, and like they've become established players like in two years. They've been doing about normal. two or three... No, about four or five years, maybe. Uh, At least a long time. I think it was 2018 was their first year. Okay, so yeah. they've been going for three years. But then like, there was the long guy, yeah. right? But they're a really good podcast. really recommend them. And then there's one that... Uh, a Dornish podcast, so To Have and To Roll. Uh, that's um, done by Robin and Oliver. Uh, really good podcast that I'd recommend um, that we've been listening to. It's really fun because you get like some froth because I've just... All I want to do is listen to Empire at the minute and it's a really good opportunity yeah. to dive into my, my main listening time, even at the gym, is just more Empire chat. Yeah, great. But I think we're a good one to listen to because we have the four nations between yeah, absolutely, us. absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then we're hoping to get other people from other nations on as well. Um, so yeah uh, thank you very much for listening hopefully we'll see you next week and if not we'll see you at E3 have a good one